This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, happy June. It is June 1st. You know what that means? It means the uh, day one of the month-long celebration of the most marginalized, oppressed members of our uh, society. Uh, we'll try to raise them up in the next month, make them feel good about themselves. Uh, do we have any rainbow? Can you put some rainbow up here on the screen for me? I feel like we're uh, missing the boat. I, I don't want to be accused of uh, bigotry if we don't participate in the celebration. We just completed uh, one day, one whole day. Of, <laughs> we just uh, had one day to celebrate all the uh, fallen soldiers, all those who've given their life for this country. And now we have 30 days of uh, celebrating the most privileged, the most protected, the most celebrated members of our society uh, because of their sexuality, Uh, not just their sexuality, because of their uh, chosen gender. Uh, You asked this question yesterday, Ironhead. You said, when did this all happen? When did people lose their minds and I'll tell you when. It was when the T was added to the LBGTQRSV2 spirit plus. When they added the T, people started asking questions and wondering, is this really something to celebrate? The fact that uh, guys want to live as women, women want to live as men, which is fine. It's their right. But uh, I think a lot of people paused and said, wait a second, uh, you know, the L and the G and the B, uh, the L and the G and the uh, LGP, they, they, you know, they're born that way. There's, uh, there's no reason to, to, to question them. There's no reason to, to, to not accept them, to tolerate them. It's all well and good. But when they said, uh, let's add the T. It's a whole different deal. That's not, you're not, uh, that's not your sexual orientation. That's your choice. And that made a lot of decent people uncomfortable. And it still does and explains why people are pushing back against the woke corporations that we talk about every day, like Target, like Bud Light, like North Face, like you name it. How about this? All corporations. We're going to get to Chick-fil-A, which is the most disappointing uh, revelation of this craze, Chick-fil-A has gone woke. I don't think there's any hope for anyone anymore. I mean, just let's give it up. We now know the truth. It's been kind of the dirty little secret that the big investment firms that BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard, uh, they buy into the uh, the human rights campaign's effort to make corporations go woke. They grade them. And uh, Target, I believe, got a perfect grade from uh, from the human rights campaign. And that's important. That's important to these investment firms. They matter more than customers. Yes, they're losing billions. Uh, as we talk about every day, Target has now lost $12 billion in market cap. Um, Bud Light has, has, is, is down 25% in the latest numbers. I just read them. And that's not good, but they would prefer that over getting a bad grade from the George Soros-backed human rights campaign. It's as simple as that, and it is scary because this was happening in the shadows for the last few years. Companies, even even Chick-fil-A, was being pressured to incorporate the uh, insidious DEI principles into their business, and they have done it. And we have the single most disturbing video 
from a CEO uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, I know it's a couple of years old, but if you haven't seen the video yet of Dan Cathy, former CEO of Chick-fil-A, you simply must see it. Your view of Chick-fil-A will change. Uh, the, the, the waffle fries will not taste as good. The chicken sandwiches, they're, they're overrated, I've decided. I mean, I was always a big Chick-fil-A guy. Think of this. The company we're going to tell you about, the company Chick-fil-A, which is all in on DEI, which is all in on systemic racism, that company was kept out of Boston because it was Christian and it was conservative. Our former mayor, the late Tom Menino, uh, threw down the gauntlet. They were all set to move to Boston. They wouldn't let them because they're not open on Sundays. And their CEO, we thought, was a conservative Christian. They've come a long way since then. They are in Boston now. Uh, they're everywhere. Most people like them. Most people love their chicken sandwiches. But they're no different from Target or Bud Light or the North Face or Lululemon, for that matter. It is scary how this 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 culture has infiltrated every major corporation. It is going to be difficult. I'm just going to predict this. In a year, two years, it is going to be really hard to keep your boycotts straight. These boycotts are working. They're working great. I love to see it. I'm not sure where it ends. I, I assume companies will be a little hesitant to put the the trans flag in front of the store or or on their logo, although they're doing it today. But uh, things aren't going to change, at least not overnight. This is a major effort. And it's also why, I think, why uh, Ron DeSantis is going to be a real threat here. It's to him, to me, DeSantis is the culture warrior. Trump doesn't care about these things. Trump supported Disney in, in DeSantis's fight against uh, against Disney. Trump was against the Bud Light boycott. He doesn't care about the culture wars. DeSantis does. And if you think it's important to you, and it sure as hell should be if you're paying attention, then DeSantis should be your guy. We got a long way to go. We got a lot to see. We got debates. We got campaign speeches. We got lots of <laughs> criminal charges coming for Donald Trump. Not that that's going to stop him. It might slow him down. But if you're concerned about the culture wars, if you're concerned about your favorite store selling onesies with trans slogans on them, then I think DeSantis is the one who will make it a priority to fight back, to push back, to stop this insanity. We'll get to that, too. We'll get to Trump's latest attack on DeSantis. I'm just going to tease it. It is the single most insane post, the single most insane rant that I've seen from the 45th president. I, I looked at it last night. I studied it. I don't understand it. I tweeted about it, and lots of people are telling me, oh, it's funny. It's, it's, it's witty. It's, it's awful. It's insane. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. The latest post. Well, we're, we're going to get to that. I want to. I want to start with Anthony Bass because I want to say I called this one correctly. Um, I said the media will come after him. He will be the. He will be villain number one in the eyes of the media. He is his crime, as we mentioned yesterday, supporting the boycotts. Not writing anything, not uh, not adding any commentary, just reposting a video from a Christian influencer who explained why 
Uh, he is opposing, uh, supporting the boycotts, opposing Target and Bud Light. Why he explained why it's important for Christians to join the boycott. Anthony Bass, relief pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, just said, uh, uh, share, share the video. That's it. Didn't add a word. Share the video of a boycott of a company that is shoving transgenderism uh, down our throats, supporting a boycott of a beer brand that partnered with Dylan Mulvaney, a grown man who pretends to be a six-year-old girl. That's it. That's all it takes to get the media to label you a bigot and demand you be fired. They want to. Uh, they want the Blue Jays to release him for sharing a video supporting a boycott which millions and millions of Americans and Canadians support. That's where we're at. In fact, one columnist compared what he did to another player who used a slur, a gay slur, out loud on tape and said, this is worse. What what Anthony Bass did is worse, supporting a boycott. This is incredible. This is a great, this is a good illustration of the divide. You have to understand the mainstream media, including sports media, including you know, ESPN and Sports Illustrated is as 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 uh, biased, is as crazy uh, extreme as the mainstream media. ESPN is no better than MSNBC. Sports writers are no better than political columnists. They look at people who actually don't like to see uh, tucket bathing suits and chest binders sold at the front of the store. And they see bigots, racist, homophobes, awful, evil people. That's the way they see. They don't disagree with you. They hate you. They hate Anthony Bass. To me, and we didn't get to this yesterday, Ironhead. We, we didn't mention it. Anthony Bass, uh, I forget, it was a month ago or so, he posted about his wife flying with his kids, his pregnant wife, and they dropped a bunch of popcorn on the floor of an airplane. Oh, it was the same guy. I did not Same guy. That. And they wanted, and, and Bass was pissed because the flight attendant wanted his wife to clean up her mess. And he got killed for that. And he should have, because God, you imagine that. So, so apparently he's not a nice guy. He's not a, a great guy. So what? He did nothing wrong and nothing offensive, nothing uh, bigoted or racist or homophobic, nothing. And yet, The media wants him to be fired. And you know what? I think they might get their way. I think the next bad outing he has, they they might cut him, they might fire him, and the media will have another scalp. And then, you know what we can do then? We can revisit his pathetic apology. And I talked about this yesterday. I didn't kill him for it like so many others in the media did because he's a borderline major leaguer. He's got you know, the job of his dreams, he's making great money, he's 35, and he just wanted to survive. He just wanted to stay in the big leagues. So the Blue Jays told him, issue this apology or you're done. And he did it. Is he is he a, you know, a pillar of strength? Of course not. Should he have stood on his principles and told him to screw? screw? Yeah, probably. But I understand. That's all I said. I understand where he's coming from. He just wanted to survive and stay in the big leagues. He knows, by the way, if they cut him, he's done. No one's going to pick him up. 
because he's been labeled a bigot for sharing a video of a Christian who has a problem with Target and Bud Light. That's it. That's all he did. And he did the apology and didn't take questions. And what did the media say? Well, they said, not good enough, of course. They did not good enough. And this will be the, just the latest example of why you, you shouldn't apologize. They don't really want your apology. They're going to use your apology against you. And I just read, it must have been five or six different uh, pundits who said this apology was inadequate because he didn't take questions and his heart wasn't in it. Of course his heart wasn't in it. He didn't do anything wrong. He just did it to survive, to to play another day in the big leagues. Probably not the best reason, but it is what is it? It is what it is. You have to do this or you're, or you're done. He did it. And the team said, good, you know, suit up, let's play. And the media said, no, you got to get rid of this guy. It's incredible. They don't care. They don't care what he did. They don't care what he said. They just view him as an enemy. They view him as, as evil. I mean, that's, that's, that helped. You want to understand this culture war, the side that is pushing transgenderism on children, the side that is slapping pride flags everywhere, those people view those who disagree or those who hesitate or those who have Christian faith, religious faith, and have a problem with it, they're evil. They're Hitler. They're the worst people in the world. So not enough bad things can happen to them. When the Blue Jays cut Anthony Bass, there will be celebration in the press box. There'll be celebration in the uh, studios at ESPN. He's just a bad guy, really bad guy, because he shared a video and we played it for you yesterday. It's unbelievable. You can go back and look at it. Guy named Ryan Miller literally has the Bible in his hand and says, here's the biblical reason we shouldn't support Target or Bud Light. You could disagree all you want, but you're going to tell me that is hate. That's hate speech. That's where we are now. There's a, a there's a story out today of a, a an elementary school kid burning a pride flag and the police are investigating it and uh, they're going to arrest somebody and charge him with a hate crime. So to recap in the United States today, you can burn the American flag and it's protected free speech. You burn the pride flag and you could go to jail for a high. So burning flags is bad again. That's the news today. Burning flags is not good unless of course it's the American flag then it's your right as an American citizen. But here's just one example. We got uh, we got a few. This is from Yahoo Sports. A, a guy named Nick Ashbourne, writer, sports writer for Yahoo Sports. And he, and he writes about Bass and says, when Bass shared a video to his Instagram story that strongly endorsed boycotting Target due to the company's pro-LGBTQ2S plus initiatives, he took the uh, he took the step from controversy into bigotry. As long as he's wearing a Blue Jay uniform, that's a stain the club can't scrub out. It's a stain <laughs> to have a guy on your team that supports boycotting Target. Uh, he says we need to clarify that the content of the video met the threshold of hatred. 
<sighs> Again, a guy reading from the Bible is hatred, according to your mainstream media. It's not as if Bass was endorsing an unsavory political candidate calling for regressive taxation or showing an unfortunate lack of empathy for vulnerable members of society. Because this video was presented through a religious framework, it is easier to consider something like this misguided rather than malicious. But that's not the case here. No, no, no. Yeah, he says, in the video itself, content creator says, people should not be engaged with Twitter in any way. Uh, For those not caught up on the target situation, when the retailer has done that is evil and demonic, is release a line of LBGT, he puts it again, 2Q plus, SQ plus, that includes slogans such such as, just be you and feel the love, and and it says, I am proud of you always demonizing benign efforts to show support for marginalized communities and calling them evil is an extreme position beyond being reprehensible. It is frankly dangerous in a climate in which hate crimes against LGBTQ2S plus people are on the rise in the society we live in creates an environment in which mental health crises are all too common for trans and non-binary youth. Well, obviously there's mental health crisis because that's what non-binary youth are going through a mental health crisis. But of course he lies and talk about uh, calls them marginalized and he calls and says uh, they're under the, under uh, attack, which is a lie. We've gone over this before, but this guy doesn't even take the time to read about what target who target partnered with. As we talked about the other day, the designer of these clothing is a Satanist. I mean, you might not want to believe it. That's uh, your choice, but it's, it doesn't make it any less true. It's what annoys me. I mean, you, you can have a problem with this, but do you really have to lie? If your case, if your case is uh, so good, why do you have to lie? Or, or maybe why are you so lazy? I mean, I'm looking at, I Googled it. There it is. Uh, This is from the New York Post the other day. I think we covered this. It says, part of the new Pride collection introduced by Target includes clothing made by a UK-based brand whose designer has expressed Satanist views. Yeah. And it it goes through, I mean, they're literally Satanist. uh, The company is called Aprelin. Aprelin sells apparel that includes Satanic imagery including pentagrams, horn skulls, and references to the devil. So the basis for the guy who wants to cut Anthony Bass is that Anthony Bass reposted a video in which a Christian influencer said this was demonic, satanic. It is. Just because you're too lazy to read about it or, or research it doesn't mean it's not there. And he also leaves out, you know, the chest binders for young girls or the tucket bathing suit. How do you cover this and not mention the tucket bathing suit designed for trans women to hide their packages? Uh, but that just drives me nuts. That just, I mean, again, you're going to just lie. You're going to lie and say it is it is evil to call this demonic and satanic when it that when it is. I mean, it just is. I hate to break it to you. He writes and I mentioned this. He writes, in the past, Toronto suspended players under similar circumstances 
with both with both Yunel Escobar and Kevin Pillar getting multiple games for incidents involving anti-gay slurs. But those instances deserve to be taken seriously. Both of those instances deserve to be taken seriously, but they were also more easily explained as errors of ignorance. He says it's it's not as bad when Pilar, when they use the F slur describing a gay person. That's not as bad because that's ignorance. Um, and neither player expressed any view specifically targeting LGBTQ2S plus people. When did they start adding numbers? Why? why I think 2S is two spirits. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm telling you. We have to shorten this. We have to find a way that is so awkward and hard to read and hard to say. It used to be just called gay. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I know they used to have cool. I mean, let's face it. Gay people, I'll give them credit. They've stolen. They've, uh, they've uh, taken control of some of the best words. You know, gay was meant happy, you know, a hundred years ago. Mm. Pride. Pride used to be, you know, now it's all about gay people. The rainbow used to be a cool thing, a rainbow flag or a rainbow painting. They, they, that's theirs. You can't, you can't use it unless you're gay. They're, they're, you know, they know what they're doing. Instead, uh, he says, in, case of, in the case of Bash, Bass, the pitcher went out of his way to spread hatred. When he, and then he rips him from his apology for not taking And he says, uh, let me get to the part where he demands, uh, it says, the story is far from over. All right. He already apologized. They moved on. But it's far from over, <laughs> according to the media. The Blue Jays need to understand as long as they employ Bass, they get the whole package. When the Blue Jays throw their pride weekend, they will be trying to send a message that everyone is welcome at the ballpark and encouraged to be themselves. Uh, And then he points out how bad Bass has played. He says, choosing the moral high ground and getting out of the Bass business would not cost the Blue Jays very much, but if the dust settles and the Blue Jays have stood by Bass in any way, shape, or form, that will be a grievous error. So he must be cut. He must be fired. He must be removed from the job for sharing a video supporting the boycott that millions and millions and millions of people support. And here's how supportive the team is of Bass. Again, I blame the team. I blamed them yesterday. What they did to their player is just reprehensible. They emasculated him. They forced him to go out there and do that, that apology. They forced him to apologize to his teammates. You think a lot of his teammates were offended that a guy uh, uh, shared a video. Here's what happened last night uh, in Toronto when he made when he came to the mound. They lit up the CN Tower in rainbow colors. This wasn't even June 1st, May 31st. And there's Bass. As he's getting the food. Can they boo? Are they booing? Yeah. can happen to the Blue Jays. They really are disgusting. Mm. I mean, booing a guy for supporting uh, a a boycott against the stores, trying to sexualize little children. I will say, though, changing that tower's colors to rainbow as he's coming out is pretty funny. (laughs) 
I mean, they were going to do it for the next month anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, and we got another guy, of course. I mean, they're, they're, this has just begun. I didn't see, you know, anything on ESPN, of course. I didn't see all the um, the uh, around the horns of PTIs, and I assume they'll be killing them. I assume Deadspin probably has like a five-part series. Um, another writer, guy covers the Blue Jays, Greg. Gregor, Gregor Chisholm, baseball columnist for the Toronto Star. Hell of a name. Uh, he says, uh, Anthony Bass alienated a whole lot of Blue Jays fans with his poor pitching in April. He alienated even more with by going public with his inflammatory views about the LGBTQ community. What the hell, this guy's a bigot. He left out the 2S+. What the hell kind of hater are you? Two-spirit? Uh, He found himself in hot water after he shared a video that contained anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. By making the post, he backed a boycott of Bud Light and Target for endorsing a lifestyle that goes against his, that supposedly goes against his religious beliefs. They're not even giving him credit for having religious beliefs. Uh, Some suggest, some fans suggested starting a boycott of their own. Um, Predictably, there were also comments defending his right to free speech. Uh, the the veteran, uh, the Jays made the veteran relie- veteran reliever available to reporters. Sort of, he spoke for thirty seconds and didn't take any questions. Uh, no explanation was given. Was provided, which gave the impression that Bass was ducking a controversy he started. Ducking it, he apologized. He started. For, <laughs> he started for reposting. And then they kill the the, the Jays for, uh, you know, letting him get away with it. And he points out, this guy points out, says, if it's Bo Bichette or Vladimir Guerrero, they would have lost some fans and the club would have weathered the storm. Uh, The reality of professional sports is that talent trumps just about everything and exceptions are made for star players. Bass isn't a core piece. He's barely a replacement level pitcher. So because he's not that good, this, he should... Lose his job. If you were good, you could be a bigot and a hater. And he goes through how he has struggled uh, in his last few appearances. And then he mentions the popcorn on the plane, which, again, was stupid. But what does that have to do with it? He writes, some right-wingers will label this canceled culture run amok. But this isn't about canceling someone because of their ignorant because they're ignorant or homophobic. People get away with that all the time. It should be about getting rid of an attention seeker causing headaches for teammates, coaches, and sponsors while needlessly offending some of the club's biggest supporters. How do you know some of the biggest supporters are gay? This is why you can't Uh, apologize for stuff like this. He could literally post a video of him bathing with the sisters of perpetual indulgence (laughs) and they wouldn't make a difference. It wouldn't matter. Uh, I was wrong. I mean, you know what? He shouldn't have apologized. Let's be honest. I understand why he did, but it serves no purpose. It uh, placates nobody. It appeases nobody. They don't care if you apologize. They all were there. These guys were there when he apologized. They watched it. They heard it. And it's not enough. They had their columns written anyway. And, of course, he writes, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from consequences especially in the corporate world world with pride month, just around the corner, the Jays would be wise to wash their hands of this mess instead of playing a role of the enabler. 
The Jays didn't do that Tuesday. Give Bass another outing or two, and they still might. They're not going to be happy, let's be honest. The radical lefts who make up most of the media, the sports media especially, will not be happy until Anthony Bass is out of a job. And again, you got to keep in mind his offense. We have lost our friggin' minds. This is insane. You're, you're telling me the guy must lose his job for sharing a video of a Christian explaining why he is boycotting Target and Bud Light. I That's it. That's all. That costs you your job in, in America today. In baseball, I would guess 75% of the players absolutely support Bass in this. More than that. But you got to also continue to remember this is Canada. That's true. Free speech is uh, a thing of the past in Canada. It is a fascist country. Uh, but, you know, Bass is American. Most of the players are American. Uh, they, they they don't think, I'm sure he didn't think anything of it, sharing the video. He liked it. He agreed with it. He's boycotting Target and Bud Light, like most decent people are doing. He doesn't want onesies. For, for trans kids, he doesn't want his kid wearing a trans onesie. He doesn't want a, to buy a beer from a company that spits in his face and tells him he's a frat boy who's uh, out of touch. He doesn't want to look at Dylan Mulvaney on his beer can. Boy, what a bigot. What a hater. God, this has just gone. Ins- I mean, again, He's done. He's done. He shouldn't have apologized. It served no purpose. The Jays are just waiting for, I don't know, his next bad outing. Didn't he have a good outing when they lit up the, the CN Tower? Check his, uh, check his line from last night because next time he gets rocked, he is done. And no one else will hire him for sharing a video. That should send a chill down the spine of everybody that that's what can cost you your job. In America or Canada today, absolutely frightening, but not as frightening as the video of the CEO, former CEO of of Chick-fil-A. We will get to that. It is simply, it, I can't tell you how much this blew my mind to see this, to hear this. I'm not sure why we've just seen it now. It's three years old. It's worth playing. You will not believe it. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't heard it already, it is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. Speaking of pathetic, Twitter, tw- I'm not sure what Musk is doing. I'm not sure. I mean, again, I love Musk. I love what he's done for the most part. But there are still traitors in the ranks at Twitter. There are still uh, there are remnants of the old Jack Dorsey, Yoel Roth administration. They are still canceling conservatives will tell you what they did, what they are doing to uh, the daily wire. And again, we have, um, we have two things. We have the worst song ever made, the worst song ever made in the English language. I'm going to say the worst. I've ranked the worst songs ever. Good news for Steve Miller, the Steve Miller band, Abracadabra. It's out. It's out. It's no longer the worst song ever. We have the worst song and the worst post by Donald Trump. That's like being it's like being the hottest Kardashian. That is quite an honor. But this is the dumbest thing the 45th president has ever posted. We will read that to you and get to all that. But first, 
In a startling description, the U.N. food chief warned the world with the words, quote, knocking on famine's door. He called what we're facing a perfect storm of a perfect storm. And he's not alone. Barron's published that a food shortage could be coming even in the U.S. Farmers see it, too. John Boyd Jr., a fourth-generation farmer, told Fox News that we're, quote, going to see empty food shelves in coming months. That's why getting survival food is more important than ever now. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling four Patriot survival food kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years, super survival food. Hand-packed in a family-owned facility in the U.S., giving jobs to more than 200 Americans. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. And right now, for the next few days, listen of Newsmax will get 10% off their first order at 4Patriots.com by using promo code Newsmax. Go to 4Patriots.com, that's the number 4Patriots.com, and use promo code Newsmax to start your stockpile today. All right, let's get to it. I I, I saw this. Um, we got uh, Anthony Bass's line from last night. One inning, one walk, one K, no hits. So they won't cut him today. Uh, maybe tomorrow if he comes out of the bullpen. Again, he's a journeyman, been cut like seven, eight times. He's been on seven teams. He's expendable. They will throw him to the mob. They will throw Anthony Bass to the mob. Hopefully, at that point, he'll say, this is a joke. I, I shouldn't have apologized. I did nothing wrong. But we'll see. No one else will sign him. His career will be over for sharing a video on Instagram. That is just frightening. Anyway, speaking of frightening, if you thought there was, you know, Chick-fil-A was one of, was like Safe Harbor, was a company that wouldn't go woke, you thought wrong. Chick-fil-A has a DEI, let me get her title, um, a vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, they've uh, got the same efforts uh, as all the other companies. They're going woke. Um, they're they're uh, pushing DEI, her name is, I have it here, not that that's important. Oh, it's a he, I'm sorry. Eric McReynolds is the VP of DEI. Been with the company since 2020, when the company went woke. That's what this story says. Uh, Quote, unquote, this is from The Hill, 2020, when the company went woke. It felt like Chick-fil-A was different. Obviously, we know they're closed on Sunday. Obviously, we know they're... uh, their founder, this guy, Dan, well, the, their former CEO, Dan Cathy, was a uh, proud Christian. They were they were different. We thought they were different. Again, they were not allowed in some places. They wouldn't allow them to open in Boston because they're yeah, they have a CEO who believes in God. <laughs> That's how crazy it was. They eventually ended up in Boston, and now you can't even get in the place. There's a line at the door. Like in many Chick-fil-A's, they do great work. They, they, they have great service. They, you know, the drive through windows quick. They, they give you a free refill on your drink. It's just a, it's just a good place to stop in and have lunch. I'm not sure I can do that again after looking at this guy. I don't know. <laughs> this is the CEO, former CEO, Dan Cathy. He's the face of, uh, of Chick-fil-A. He's the guy. The reason we thought it was, you know, a good, solid Christian company. This is him in, uh, where is it? In a church, I think it's in Florida, but three years ago. And obviously it's the big 
George Floyd. Uh, it's in the in the aftermath of George Floyd, St. George Floyd, who who lost his life in Memorial Day weekend three years ago. Not a lot, there wasn't a lot of talk this year about George Floyd over Memorial Day weekend. I think that's because of the uh, toxicology report or the autopsy report uh, wasn't going to help their case. Uh, but anyway, this is amazing. He's talking about whatever systemic justice, uh, systemic racism, uh, racial justice, whatever. And uh, he explains what, I don't know what white people can do to make it up to African-Americans such a bizarre turn here, but uh, let's watch. If you're, if you're just listening, he's sitting on stage in a chair. He's got the mic in his hand. As we're looking at him right now is a brush on stage with him are two other guys. One is an African-American gentleman. Um, watch what he does to the African-American gentleman on stage. It's Mind-blowing. Go ahead. Some of our closing moments here, but a story that was shared with me by a dear friend who shared with me about a revival that was taking place at a church in Texas. And uh, at that revival on the front seat was an older African-American, young, uh, older African-American man, man that was sitting there. And this young man got up that uh, was there in that service and he'd been so gripped with conviction about the racism that was in that local community in a small town in Texas that he, he took a, uh, a shoe brush and he walked over to this elderly gentleman and he knelt on his knees and began to shine his shoes and uh, tears began to flow uh, in that service. Uh, it was an attitude of uh, conviction. So I, I invite folks to just to, to put some words to action here. And if we need to find somebody that needs to have their shoe shine, we need to just go right on over and shine their shoes. And uh, whether they got tennis shoes on or not, maybe they got sandals on, it really doesn't matter. But there's a time in which we need to have, you know, some some personal action here. Maybe we need to give a hug too, brother. <laughs> and some and some and some stock in Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I bought about fifteen hundred of these, and I gave it to all our Chick Fil A operators and staff a number of years ago. And uh, so, any expressions of a contrite heart of a sense of humility, a sense of shame, a sense of embarrassment, uh, begin with an apologetic heart. I think that. Uh, I, I mean, there, there are no words. I mean, there are just no words to describe how pathetic this man is. There's, there's just, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. What He literally walks over with the brush, the little shoe shine kit and shines the black guy's feet, shoes. And the, Black guy's like, what the hell are you doing? And then he makes a joke about giving him stock, and Dan Cathy doesn't even laugh or respond because it's just all, it's the ultimate in just pandering and virtue signaling. I mean, I was blown away. If this were, if this were, you know, whatever, Lululemon, if this were Disney, it'd be sickening. This is Chick-fil-A. I don't, I can't get my mind around this. Why? Are we supposed to, why are people, white people supposed to shine the shoes of black guys? Why does he give shoe shine kits to 
his operators, 1,500 shoe shine kits to his operators to shine the shoes of black people? Why? Because of slavery? I didn't own any slaves, neither did Dan Cathy. I mean, because of systemic racism? What, that's, well, that's a lie. We know that. There's no systemic, there, there might be systemic racism. You, it, it, another word for it maybe is affirmative action. But is Dan Cathy, like, does he feel guilty about something he did in his past? Is that why he wants to shine, shine the shoes of a stranger that he never hurt, that he never discriminated against? Why? Because that guy's skin is darker than his? What is the explanation? What is the rationale? It's just, uh, it's just so disturbing. This guy is so pathetic. Can you imagine? He's, he's 70 years old. He's worth $7 billion. His father found the company. He's got a great reputation for running a great company. People love Chick-fil-A. If you have like approval ratings of fast food restaurants, they would win. And there probably is. Um, probably is somewhere out there. You can find it. They would win. People love it. People go to Chick-fil-A. Even liberals go to Chick-fil-A, even though Dan Cathy's a Christian. What does he feel guilty about? Black people love Chick-fil-A. White people love Chick-fil-A. And even if you felt guilty, even if you felt like, I'm so sorry that, you know, my great, great, great grandfather abused your great, 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 great grandfather. I mean, mine didn't, but this guy's a, a redneck from Georgia who probably feels like his ancestors, you know, were involved in slavery and he might feel guilty about it. But what does shining their shoes do other than make you look like a pathetic, spineless squish who just has no self Esteem. I mean, it just that I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have trouble stopping at Chick-fil-A. That's me. And by the way, I tweeted about this because it was so disturbing. And I made a major error in my tweet, major. And I didn't see it in the first half hour. You get to change things on Twitter. Actually, I shouldn't say it's a major error. I look at crinkle fries and waffle fries as the same thing. They're not the same thing. They're the same thing. They're not the same thing. They have wrinkles in them. They have lines in them. That's all. Oh, crinkle fries are like what you get from like Shake Shack, and those are awesome. The waffle fries at Chick-fil-A do stink if they're not fresh. Waffle, I I will say this. Waffle fries are overrated. Chick-fil-A's got some great items on the menu. Waffle fries aren't one of them. McDonald's fries are much better than Chick-fil-A fries. Well, that's a gold standard in French fry. Right, exactly. And and, uh, I don't remember Shake Shack fries, but I'm sure they're good too. Very good. Uh, But waffle fries are overrated. Chicken sandwiches are not. The chicken sandwiches are great. Spicy chicken sandwich. I still think, Mm. and I I met the owner of one of the uh, Chick-fil-A's here outside of Boston. He said it's the busiest Chick-fil-A in the country. So people don't care. This is outside of Boston. People don't care that it's a Christian company that's closed on Sundays. They love the product. They love the service. Why is the CEO doing that? God, is it? I just, I don't know why that bothers me so much. He's shining the shoes of some guy who doesn't even want him to shine. Imagine doing that. You walked around and said, I feel guilty because I'm white. And you had a shoe shine kit and you just stopped and random, you know, black guys in the mall. <laughs> you see, you see a black guy at, uh, you know, a bar or a restaurant. You say, I'm going to shine your shoes. They'd kick you in the face. They'd say, get away from me. Maybe he was in a really you know? rich fantasy football league and he lost. And that was his punishment to do that during that speech. Maybe. Really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just so, it's just so embarrassing. Imagine being him now. 
seeing that video? Does he feel good about it? God, is that so? That is nuts. But it was before anyway, COVID. Anyway, let's get to let's get to speaking of nuts. That's the most disturbing video I've ever seen. This post from Trump is the most disturbing. I shouldn't say disturbing. Just the dumbest, dumbest. And we talk about this every day. And I have this great disagreement with Trumpkins. And again, I like a lot about Trump. I will vote for Trump if he's the nominee. I have never understood the appeal of his posts, whether it was on Twitter Twitter or True Social. But uh, we'll get to that. And uh, the Twitter Daily Wire battle, which is the survey and the worst song ever. But first. All right, here's what you got to do this Father's Day. Go to MyPillow.com. Use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA. comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Get it now. Support this show and strike back against cancel culture. As you know, MyPillow isn't available in the big box stores, so you get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. And if uh, he's already got a pillow, he's a better idea. Half off slippers. They have the best slippers in the world. That's what I want for this Father's Day. MyPillow slippers. Just go to MyPillow.com. Use pro promo code Jerry. I maybe I'm just I'm just not smart enough to grasp this. I'm a I'm a news junkie. I try to follow everything pretty closely. I know there was some people questioning how to pronounce DeSantis, whether it's DeSantis or DeSantis. I didn't really think it was an issue. I didn't think it meant anything. I didn't care. But Trump apparently does. Uh, what time do you have this post up, uh, Ironhead? Yeah, this was. I got uh... it in front of me here. This was uh, what time? What time did he post this? Anyway, this they put out a statement. Plus, we have a true social post, and then the Trump campaign, twenty twenty four, issued a statement, and it says, "Truth from Donald J. Trump." I'm just going to read it. Maybe someone on the comment line. Everyone's all jacked up about the Twitter. C- I mean, about the uh, Chick Fil A CEO. Maybe someone here can help me with this because I am baffled as to why a grown man running for president would tweet this, post this. Ready? Quote, this is from your 45th president. Have you heard that Rob DeSanctimonious wants to change his name again? He is demanding that people call him DeSantis rather than DeSantis. Actually, I like Da better, a nicer flow. So I'm happy he's changing it. He gets very upset when people, including reporters, don't pronounce it correctly. Therefore, he shouldn't mind the sanctimonious question mark. What? <laughs> what? 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 What is this? What? I'm serious. What is this? I, I responded to this last night on Twitter, and I just said, "Is this real? Uh, if so, our 45th president." Did our 45th president suffer a head injury? What does this mean? It's like listening to someone who just went under anesthesia. And I got, what I got on this big, uh, got a lot of reaction on this one. I got 650 likes on this one. And, and I understand. I get people pissed off. I lose followers when I do this, but I can't help it. I have to react to this. I, I, again, there's lots to like about Trump. There's lots to reason to support him. I understand it. 
what does this mean? What does this do? Do you like this? We got some Twitter, I mean, some Trump fans on our comment line. Tell me you like this. Tell me you find it, find it funny. I, I don't even, I mean, I had a bunch of people tweeting at me saying they thought it was funny. What yeah. the hell is funny about it? Where's the funny part? What does Rob mean? Quote, he does this now. He calls him Rob with quotation marks. What does that mean, Rob, instead of Ron? I don't understand. Just well, to get his got, name wrong? He, he just posted uh, on True Social about 45 minutes ago. He's got a new nickname for him. It's Disaster. That's his new oh, name. That's not new. He had that the other day, Did but he? it's stupid. No, I didn't see that he, one. He just posted this. I'll read it. I'll try to read it. And by the way, it's full of, you know, that one, the last one I read, this one, it's full of punctuation problems and he says, we'll be heading to the great state of Iowa this afternoon for two days. I strongly defended and backed ethanol. Ron Disaster has always been strongly against ethanol, just like he voted three times to cut Social Security and raise the minimum age to 70, obliterate Medicare, and change every, and charge everyone a national sales tax of 23%. Remember, I terminated the worst trade deal in U.S. history, NAFTA, and replaced it with the best also got China to pay our great farmers $28 billion in damages. Uh, it's, you know, that's mostly lies, distortions. A national sales tax for 23% would be wonderful. That would mean they would eliminate the income tax, eliminate I, the IRS. Who wouldn't be on board for that? It'll never happen. Uh, Democrats would never allow it. But a no, national sales tax... A fair tax would mean eliminating the IRS. That is a wonderful thing. And he wants to make it seem like it's just, you know, added tax. And I guess if you're dumb and you just look at that. But Trump would be so much better off just staying off true social, just not going there. By the way, we got we mentioned Chris Christie's getting in the race this week or next week. Mike Pence today we find out is joining the race. Why, if you're Mike Pence, do you want to be in this race he is going to be just the most pathetic candidate. Trump is going to dismiss him with the back of his hand. He's going to be stiff and, and boring. He's going to poll at 2%. I guess it's good. It'll be funny. Trump will attack him. Other people, maybe, you know, maybe Vivek will attack him. Christie at least can fight. He's loud. He's obnoxious. He's fat. He'll be up on stage. And Christie, uh, while most of the other candidates, the, the two percenters, the one percenters will help Trump, split the anti-Trump vote. Christie will do that too, but he'll also attract, attack Trump. He will make sure that he gets his time in the debates. And if Trump's in the debates, Christie will focus on Trump and he'll be loud and he'll be vicious. So that'll add an ent entertainment factor. But you can, imagine, can you imagine anybody out there saying, yeah, I want Chris Christie as my president? <laughs> Just not going to happen. But uh, I guess these guys do it to raise their profile, to raise money. Uh, they, they like the juice, the excitement. But what, what do you think you're going to accomplish if you're uh, Christie or Pence? But uh, bring them on. Bring them in. Let's do it. Um, all right. Let's get to uh, this Daily Wire story. There he is. Oh, Christie. He's, everybody on Twitter posted these pictures. We're looking at Christie in the baseball uniform and said, he's running, you know, not actually running, but running because he should go out and run not for president, just run down the street. He's morbidly obese. And I'm not sure when's the last time <laughs> he needs a tucket bathing suit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
when's the last really fat president? You know, uh, uh, Trump. It's been a while. It's been a, <laughs> or even candidate. Uh, I mean, I'm not even including Trump because he was one pound below obese. That's true. Don't That's forget. true. That's true. Two thirty nine. He weighed in at two forty nine. Yeah. One pound below obese. Chris Christie's about a hundred pounds beyond morbidly obese. But mm. hey, I don't like him at all. But I guess he'll be uh, he'll be interesting and he'll be loud anyway. Every time you start thinking, Twitter is back. Twitter is. Uh, is fixed Twitter. Musk has fixed Twitter and it's now the uh, place for free speech. And it is certainly freer than the other big tech platforms. It's certainly uh, uh, a place where you you can, you know, misgender Rachel Levine or Will or uh, Will Thomas, Leah Thomas. That is true. But there are other, there are times when you go, they're still got, they still have some enemies in the ranks. We still have some, they haven't cleaned the whole place out. There are still some of those radical authoritarian leftists who populated the place, who controlled the place before Musk came along. And uh, if you haven't been paying attention, the Daily Wire announced two weeks or a couple of weeks ago, Matt Walsh's podcast, which was booted off YouTube would be available daily on uh, daily on uh, Twitter. Then after a week or two of that, when the numbers were huge, the rest of the Daily Wire podcast became available on Twitter. It was kind of a big move. Daily, you can click on Twitter and watch, you know, Ben Shapiro or Matt Walsh or Candace Owen. Uh, it, it was kind of a big deal. That could never, ever happen before Musk. And uh, we're looking into it too, right, Ironhead? Oh, yeah, every time. Oh yes, Ironhead's working on uh, putting us uh, putting our show on Twitter too. So he's getting it done, you know. He's he's putting in a lot of effort and time, and uh, we may end up there too. We'll see. But this breaks this morning. Twitter uh, Daily Wire was going to post "What Is a Woman," the documentary, the movie Walsh made about transgenderism, the insanity of transgenderism. It was good. It was really good. Uh, they were going to post it for free this week, the one-year anniversary. Their CEO or co-CEO, whatever, is Jeremy Boring, posted this this morning. Twitter canceled a deal with Daily Wire to premiere What is a Woman for free because of two instances of misgendering in the movie. The movie's like two hours long, and they have two examples of misgendering, and Twitter says no. Can't post it. Where is Elon Musk? He just did a long podcast with uh, with the Babylon Bee guys. The reason he bought Twitter was Babylon Bee. Babylon Bee misgendered Rachel Levine. It pissed off Musk. He bought Twitter for twice as much as it's worth to clean it up. Now they're kicking um, off people or movies because it misgenders somebody. This is wrong. He's got to come back from China. I know he was in China this week and fix this. But we have one example. Do we have time to play this, Ironhead? Yeah. Yes. One example. This is amazing. This is why Twitter will not allow the movie to stream for free. One example of a misgendering. It is a father whose daughter was taken by her mother to get cross-sex hormones to get drugs to change her gender he is fighting in court to save his daughter it's canada keep that in mind which is even crazier and woker and worse than america uh 
he's fighting to save his young daughter. I forget how old she is. She's 12 or something to get his daughter, to save his daughter from this insanity, to protect his own daughter. And you know what he did, which apparently upset someone at Twitter. He called his daughter. She that's it for that. Twitter will not allow this movie on their platform. That is mind boggling. That is right out of Yol Roth and uh, Yum Preg. What was her name? Jamal. Oh, I forget the the other person there. Uh, Jack Dorsey. This is right out of the Dorsey days. You can't put something on Twitter because a father called his oh. daughter she. Parag Argawal. Parag Agrawal. I'll never get that name right. But this is Matt Walsh talking to the poor father. I remember this. This is the saddest scene in the whole movie. The guy is in Canada on the phone saying he can't save his daughter from getting drugged up uh, by these 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 doctors, therapists, and the daughter, the girl's own mother. This is just brutal. But let's listen to a quick clip. Keep in mind, this is why the movie can't appear on Twitter. Go ahead. How exactly did, did this get into the courts to begin with? Right. So what happened is we set up a meeting with BC Children's Hospital. And according to the BC Children's Hospital website, there's going to be a thorough evaluation. And I'm thinking, good, this is going to be the end of it all. They're going to clearly see that my child is not the opposite sex. So my ex-wife brings my child into BC Children's Hospital. I get a call less than an hour into that appointment is that they were going to pump her full of cross-sex hormones within the hour. And I put a halt to that. I said, no. They agreed to, to stop for the moment. They figured, well, let's get the dad on board too. This is all going to be better. Let's just get everybody on the same page. I said, it's not going to happen. So I get a letter from BC Children's Hospital in December of 2018. And it says that under the BC Infants Act, they will start injecting my child with cross-sex hormones. And I have two weeks to respond with legal action if I so choose. And so that's how I ended up in court, because I did respond with legal action. So you called your daughter a she, and you you went to jail for that? It's considered criminal violence to uh, not use the preferred pronouns. It is no different than, let's say, I were to take a broomstick and whack one of my kids over the head. So they were treating it in a similar fashion that misgendering, mispronouning my child was the equivalent of family violence. Is she on the hormone pills now? She is. Oh God, that was the that that was the saddest part. That is so sad. That poor bastard. That poor guy. His daughter drugged up against his will. He calls his daughter she and goes to jail. He tells that story, that heart wrenching story, and Twitter says that's against the rules. He misgendered the girl, and you can't stream the movie. That is just incredible. Ah, man, I don't know what is. Everything is just blowing my mind today, Ironhead. Is it me? Everything is blowing my mind. That CEO from Chick-fil-A, I can't get that out of my mind. That stupid post from Trump, I can't I can't make sense of it. I can't get, I, yeah, I can't get the song Scuttlebutt out of my head. Oh, good. That's what we're going to get to. Let me do Shay, and then we're going to play the worst song ever made. I stole this from Matt Walsh, by the way. Uh, the worst of this song is so bad. It's incredible. It's a Disney. It's in uh what's it in? What's the movie? I can't remember. Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. And I have always maintained, we've discussed this. I've discussed it many times over the years. The worst song ever made. There's a lot of really bad songs on my list. Uh, uh, what's this? The police song. Do, 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 da, da, da. 
Uh, that song's pretty bad. Midnight at the Oasis, I used to say. But uh, I, I came to the conclusion that Steve Miller's Abracadabra was the worst song ever made. If this qualifies, because it is kind of stupid, it's Disney, it's from a movie, allegedly a kid's movie, so I'm not sure it qualifies, but it definitely will stick in your brain, and you will hate Ironhead for playing it. But let me do Shea, then we'll play it and get out of here. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, let's get to it. This What's it called again? Scuttlebutt? I think something Scuttlebutt. I, but Somebody wrote these words, made this music, put this, recorded word, this. Words is a stretch. <laughs> That's true. Put this in a movie, and somehow nobody stood up and said, wait, we can't do that. That's torture. That's cruel. We cannot do this. This is too freaking bad. This is actually a song in a movie in America today. Let's listen. So far, so good. Hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. What? Hey, have you not heard the scuttlebutt? No, the gossip, the buzz, the who said what, who does that, yeah, the scuttlebutt. Well, I was flying over land and seeing ear to the ground. Then I came flying here for you to see and hear what I found. Remember the swamp? Remember my song in the swamp? And I was like, wham, chicka, wham, wham, chicka, wham, wham. I remember. Well, ever since, the what's his name, the guy with the hair and the shirt? The prince. Yeah, the prince has been dropping hints. He wants to, you know when humans dress up nice like they're penguins, throw rice for the pigeons, they're trying to blow up the pigeons, but those are just urban legends, I know a lot of really- It's truly awful. What is that? I, this is just, t- today is just, you know. <laughs> Not our day. That's a song in a movie, a big movie, a Disney movie, The Little Mermaid. Oh, is this what the Black Mermaid? This is Black uh, Ariel, yeah. right? Yeah, we call her Blurmaid. What? We call her Blurmaid. Blurmaid. Yeah, that's her. And uh, that's a song in the movie. That is so unbelievably great. <sighs> no, I'm not going to sing. Jack says, please don't sing. I don't couldn't sing. That's not even singing. She's not even singing. She's just talking loud and oh, making God, noises. I was like, <laughs> sing song. <laughs> That is just painful. All right, we won't torture you anymore today. You know what? I don't know what's more painful today. That song, Dan Cathy shining the shoes. That father talking about his daughter being drugged against his will. Him being jailed for misgendering her. This is, uh, we got some some 
infuriating stuff today, but we will leave it there. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have more fun tomorrow. I don't know. Today is just a disturbing, infuriating day in the news, but we will leave it there. Tomorrow we'll take your comments and questions too. I know a lot of people are chiming in today. Save it tomorrow. We'll read them. We'll, we'll answer your questions. I think, I hope, but, uh, that will do it for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.